0: Hi, welcome back to Coffee Talk with Shar, where we discuss health, wellness, veganism, motherhood, and everything in between. I'm Shar, and I wanted to say, first and foremost, thank you so, so much for listening to my podcast. I honestly forgot what episode this is right now, so pardon me. I don't really know what episode this is. I believe it's episode five or episode six. I could be wrong, I'm not really sure. I will have it in the caption below, but I don't remember. But anyways, um, I am excited for today's episode. It's going to be really heavy and not the happiest, I guess, at least not in the beginning. So if you are a very sensitive or triggered person, I do not really recommend that you listen to this episode. But I also believe that this episode can really enlighten people who have been through things or is currently experiencing things that I have dealt with in the past or even currently in terms of um, different childhood traumas like losing a parent, losing a sibling. Um, I have been through a lot within my lifetime, even before I turned 10, and I, a lot of people love when I share my story. I don't really like talking about the things I went through too often because it makes me very emotional, but... I know that this episode is very important in terms of the reason why I started Coffee Talk with Char and why I wanted to do this. So, so yeah, but before we dive into the topic, I just want to give a life update a little bit, you know, get a little positivity in the mix before we dive into some heavy things. But first and foremost... Um, I want to discuss, I have still been working out, guys. I have really been doing good. I added strength workouts this week. I'm super excited. So I'm trying to get my core strength together because after having twins, I feel like my core is completely different. I feel so weak and not confident when it comes to my stomach and abdomen, muscles. Um, so yeah, I am working on that. I'm going on a mini vacation with my man and like two three days and I'm so excited about that as well um it's gonna be so nice so relaxing to not have to worry about taking care of kids and just focusing on myself I'm super super excited about that and yeah I cannot wait I cannot wait um and yeah just gonna be eating good doing that trip and just relaxing and unwinding. I don't really plan on being social media too much. It's going to be really nice. It's, gonna, it's a well-deserved trip for sure. For sure. But, yeah. But first and foremost, let's just dive right into the topic. Today's topic is healing from childhood trauma. I don't know about you, but I've been through a lot throughout my childhood. Um, I've been through a lot in my childhood more than I dealt with in my adult years in terms of losing loved ones, learning how to cope with that. I had to learn that at an early age. So I guess we can start there. My brother was murdered when I was nine years old. And I'm not going to sit here and pretend like my brother was perfect. He was in a gang. I am from the city of Chicago. Um, and I hate to even say this because... It sounds like it just lives up to the stereotype of inner city black people being in a game that's not really true a lot of times. But nevertheless, he was um, and he was murdered the night of my dad's birthday. Um, so I just remember my mom getting a phone call at about 2.30 a.m. stating that he was shot and that we needed to go back to my dad's house. Mind you, this is not my mom's son. This is considered her stepson. Her and my dad was never officially married. However, her and my brother and sibling, and my sister on my dad's side, they always had a close relationship, um, which is very beautiful, and I'm really happy about it. But nevertheless, so she saw him this as her son because she didn't, I don't have any brothers on my, dad, my side. But anyways, we rushed there. And I remember seeing my brother's body dead on the ground. And at nine years old, you can't really process it. You you don't really know what's really going on. And then they put a white sheet over him. And I just remember everyone screaming and crying around me. And I was just so numb. Like, I just, I was just in disbelief. I didn't want to believe my brother wasn't here. I remember even after his funeral, I used to run into his room at my dad's house, and I used to pretend that he was still there, I was in denial. I was really in denial about my brother being dead. Then again, I, don't, I won't really say that I was really in denial considering the fact that I was only nine years old. Like I never really heard of a nine-year-old tr- nine truly being able to process someone super close to them being killed. Like, that, someone hated my brother that much? They wanted him dead. Like, I just couldn't fathom that, you know? Months later, my dad's health rapidly declined. Like, he always had health issues, but I feel like my brother's death, like, took it to the next level. So, within 10 months, my dad was deceased. 10 months after my brother was dead. So... If only you can, I can't even imagine the pain. These were two of the most important men in my life. Um, and they were gone by the time I reached 10 years old. My dad died the same day as my sister's birthday, a month before my 10th birthday. I couldn't even make it to 10 with my dad. It was a very traumatic time for me. I feel like my life wasn't good after that. Like, I just really, I all I saw was darkness after that because I felt like the only two people that truly cared about me were gone, especially my dad. Like, he was the best person ever, like, in my life. Like, the sweetest, most genuine man ever. And I don't know, like, It was just very depressing. My mom didn't put me in therapy for it. I never got any type of counseling, therapy, nothing for either deaths. So if only you can imagine the weight it puts on me and the nerve of people that tell me, oh, it will be okay, oh, you will be okay. Like, people was really telling a 9, 10-year-old person this. like. um, So through from the years from me being 10 to me being 13 I was just really depressed and I didn't know what to do so all I used to do is just sit and watch tv and eat and I gained so much weight I was always kind of a chunky kid but I just packed on pounds to the point is like I was really overweight and then I was bullied in school due to being overweight during those two three years because I was always like had to wear glasses and stuff too so if you only could imagine. I mean, it wasn't too bad, but it was still just, like, on top of everything else I'm dealing with. Like, can people just leave me alone? Um, in the midst of all of this, I discovered that my mom was addicted to drugs during this time as well. Throughout my entire childhood, it was masked. At least in my opinion, everyone else have differing opinions, I found out my mom was addicted to drugs by the time I was ten. Um, not ten, I would say I found out officially at eleven or twelve. I don't really remember the exact years, honestly, guys. My preteen and teenage years are all kind of a blur. Um, I don't really discuss this with people, but I have a false memory of it because I was so depressed. I I was just completely out of it. I don't even really remember complete dates sometimes. Like, so I apologize if I come off really scattered through this entire situation. And I found out she was addicted to drugs when I was about 11 or 12, and that was a hard experience. Um, And that made our relationship even more rocky than what it always was, because I feel like my mom was never present. That's how I started putting two and two together. Like, it just... Everything always just seems so numb when it comes to me and her relationship. And then I never really got along with the, with the men she dated. I used to feel like she used to put her boyfriends before me. Um, so our relationship was really strained. So imagine losing one parent, having a strained relationship with another parent due to Their drug addiction and losing a sibling all before you turn thirteen. Like, can you really imagine what I really was like? That's why when people be like, "Oh, you're so strong," like I hate when people say that shit to me because I was never given a choice. Like I never. I feel like I feel like my entire life is just like, "Oh, you're strong. You got this." No, like I don't like, I really don't. And people always want to laugh when I say, "But no, like." That's why that quote really hurts me. My close friends already know. But I don't like when people say that shit to me. I really don't. Because at this point in time, I really didn't want to live at all. I'm trying not to cry while I say this, but it's just the fact that I was 11 years old and I really wanted to die. I just... I. Didn't want to be here anymore. I didn't feel like anyone loved me that was on earth. I didn't feel like anyone cared about me on earth. I just didn't want to be her. I just felt really miserable. And me reflecting, like, I would really die if my kids felt the way I felt at 11. I would I would be sick if my kids dealt with the t- 10% of what I dealt with before I reached 13. Like... I I really didn't want to live at 11. I just kept pushing through and pushing through and pushing through. And, you know, I felt like I just had to keep pushing through. So once I entered high school, I was just so numb to hiding my suicidal and depressive state. To where I was good at pretending in front of friends, in front of my boyfriend, in front of family events. Like, people thought I was so happy and so funny. I was always the one who cracked jokes. But it's usually the people who are super funny and crack jokes who are hurting the most. Those are really the ones who need love the most. Like, I was trying to make other people feel how I wanted to feel. I didn't feel that, like, I really didn't. So, my teenage years was really a blur. I used to ditch school the first two years of high school. I entered my junior year, and I started ditching school. I started a nursing program um, where, like, I did, like, half the school day at school and then the other half in my nursing class, and I was um, going to become a LPN, a licensed practical nurse, and... Um, and that really helped me gain discipline. Um, it kept me focused. I won't say it made me happy at all. But it gave me a purpose. And I feel like that's what kept me going. But it kind of it pushed back or pushed my depression and suicidal feelings underneath the rug. And then I went to college. And, you know... This was when me and my mom's relationship was slowly starting to get better. And I say slowly because she got clean my freshman year. Well, I would say eighth grade. She went to rehab and actually stuck with her. She stopped doing drugs. I was extremely proud of her, but I was also very embarrassed at the time. I wasn't used. Well, let's rephrase I was young, and young people don't really understand the concept of drugs and addiction being an illness. At the time, I didn't see it as an illness. I saw it as something terrible. People make jokes about people being addicted to drugs and things all the time. I felt very embarrassed. And, you know, even when my mom used to go around and proudly tell people her story and how, you know, she is a recovering, you know, drug addict. I used to be so embarrassed. Like, why are you telling people this? Why are you telling people this? But I had to realize that's her story. That's her healing story, and that's her healing journey, and she's proud of that. And I shouldn't shame her for being proud of her healing. I really shouldn't, and I I really am proud of her. Adult Charmaine is beyond proud because I know how hard it was for her. I know it was really hard. But going into college, I decided to stop nursing school. So I dropped out right before my graduation. And everyone shamed me for it in my family. But I really was just searching for happiness. I was really just on a search for happiness so much. And I was doing whatever I could to try to figure out what would make me happy. And I just really wanted to discover it. And I wanted to figure it out. So I switched my major from biology to communications my freshman year of undergrad, and I got a bachelor's degree in communications. I was doing fashion um, work. Originally, I was going to do public relations, but then I switched to freelance writing, and then I was doing makeup on the side, and it was making me really happy. But me working from home and my aunt developing cancer helped me realize that I, was, I just swept my depression underneath the rug. I never really tackled me being suicidal because the suicidal feelings came back in full throttle in the winter of 2015 going into 2016. That's when I found out my aunt was diagnosed with stage 4 um, colon cancer. And it made me super depressed because also I was in a very toxic relationship during that time. And it helped me realize that I was trying to get love from men in replacement of the love I didn't have for my dad because he is no longer here and he left at such an early age. So I was still chasing that feeling. I was still chasing and longing for, you know, his love, his affection. I was really chasing for it. And I I wanted it. I wanted this relationship. I was dating men that sound good on paper. You know, men who was making close to six figures, if not six figures. You know, I was dating, you know, the attractive men. I was really doing it to fit the facade I wanted to have. But I wasn't happy. It was a very toxic place. And then I was just eating fast food on the time. I wasn't working out. I was very... um lazy. I wasn't moving around because I was a freelance writer, so it was just very sad. So about a month after I became vegan, I quit all of my jobs, so I was no longer a freelance writer. I stopped being a freelance writer, and then I stopped working at MAC. I was a makeup artist at the freestanding store on Michigan Avenue, which... By the way, even though Mac tests on animals, they treat their employees well, just to slide that in there. They do. I really wish they would stop testing on animals, aka stop selling in China where they have to test, but that's another topic for another day. Nevertheless, I quit that job. I quit all my jobs. I believe I was 22, going to 23, and I told myself that either I would figure out and heal from all of this and learn how to be happy or I was just going to flatline. Like, th- I was just tired of being miserable. By this time, I was depressed for about 12 years. Almost 13. Um, that's a long time for a person who only 22. Like, that's a long time to be suicidal. That's a long time to be depressed. I really wanted a solution. And I wanted to heal myself since no one helped me. Charmaine as a child I had to save myself because at this point I can't wait for someone to save me I have to do it myself even though I would never put my kids in that situation to where they will not get help for traumatic things they have to experience but yet I I hope and pray they won't have to deal with anything I dealt with at all no traumatic experiences nothing like that but anyways so this is about April of 2016 And I quit my jobs. I was working out every day for the most part, like six times a a week. I was meditating. I wasn't really on social media that much. I was just focused on my happiness and myself. I do feel like I went out too much that summer, but I also feel like I was trying to fit in with my old friends from college and what they were trying to do in terms of partying and drinking And I feel like I was doing that as well, but I slowly realized at the end of August that was not for me. So I took a step back and focused on the bigger picture and decided that I really need to work on myself and continue. So I continue to work on myself and not work. So I'm still unemployed. I'm just, you know, taking it easy, meditating, journaling. And I slowly realized that happiness is all about you. And when I, when I say that, I mean, like, it's about the mindset I set. It's a choice that I have to make every day. I, was, I started to write everything I was grateful for, everything that I was, you know, proud of within myself. I started to celebrate myself more. I started to accept my flaws because I was always self-conscious about my body because I was always told I was fat. I was always told that, you know, it was always a comment about my weight my entire life. And so I was always self-conscious. I never really felt beautiful for real. I never really was confident until this point, until I was 22, 23 on this self-care journey of me really spending time with myself, me really learning myself and doing whatever I truly wanted to do. I feel like I always masked my sadness with a project. I always masked my sadness with work. Like, I, I was a workaholic in college. Like, I never did a fun spring break. I cannot tell you one time I went to Florida in college. I never went to Florida in undergrad. I never like every spring break i was either in chicago like like with my family or i was in new york interning that ass i was never not working and i was masking my pain through all of that through work i was masking my pain through drinking in college as well i was masking my pain through trying to fit in when i was never meant to fit in in the first place and me spending all this time with myself helped me heal from that and discover that. Like, it really did. Because I'm just like, why do I even care about the stuff I care about? Like, what is really going on? I'm like, would well, my dad want me to feel this way. Like, I started just feeling that way about him. But also, you know, losing my to cancer helped me realize that life is too short. You know? And that sometimes you really got to deal with the cards you're dealt and you know, life has its ups and downs, but you need rainy days to have to appreciate the sunny ones, as my dad would always say, but nevertheless, I learned so much about myself in 2016. That was one of the best years of my life. It was very painful. I lost my aunt to cancer that year, and honestly, I miss her so much. I'm really sad she was not able to meet my kids. Um... But she taught me so much. She is she is the reason why I'm still here today. She is the reason why I healed myself. She is the reason why I'm vegan. She is the reason why I am who I am today because of her. And I am forever grateful for that. And... I honestly am beyond grateful for life. Like, it really makes me sad hearing myself say these things of how I used to feel because I love myself so much now. And sometimes I do have my moments where I'm just like, you know, can I really deal with so much? Because, you know, now I am a single mom of twins. I deal with so much with my kids, and they're at, they're two years old, so, you know, like, they have constant tantrums some days. Like, today was one of those days where I'm just like, oh, Jesus, give me a glass of wine. Um, But I really am wondering, like, I'm really grateful for life. And it really makes me sad that I really felt unloved and unhappy throughout my childhood. But also, I made it so far. I'm so proud of myself that I'm still here. But also, it makes me sad because I never imagined I would live this long. And I'm not even old. I'm 27. Like, I'm turning 28 in August. But I'm 27, guys. Like, it's so funny because my boyfriend's like, oh, did you imagine your life like this at 27? I'm like, no, I didn't even think I would be living. And he's always like, oh, well, that's deep. (laughs) And I'm like, no, for real. Like, I really thought I would be dead by now. Um... And it's so dark to think about. But I'm beyond grateful I'm here. I'm beyond grateful that um, I get to represent my dad. Sometimes I really feel his spirit here with me. I never talked about this publicly. Well, I kind of did on Twitter, but it got brushed by. But my daughter Zaya's middle name is Lee, which is the same middle name as my dad. And my brother, actually. And my nephew, which is my brother's son. They all have the same middle name. I thought this was so beautiful. I wanted to represent my dad within my children. And my brother have two kids, a boy and a girl. And they're adults now, which is insane. But I remember when I gave birth to Zion Carter, and they first came home, and Carter instantly clicked with my niece. I really start crying because I used to really have dreams about my brother meeting them. I'm really trying not to cry guys, I'm sorry. But I used to have visions of my brother meeting my kids. And now I really believe he did. Like, I really do. I'm sorry, you guys. This is such a hard episode for me, but I really didn't want to cry. This is so ugly. But I really think Zion Carter met my dad and met my brother because they instantly connected with my niece and nephew. It's the cutest thing in the world. Like, it really is it's beyond beautiful the instant connection from when there was an infant even now like they love them like it's it makes me so happy every time but like the fact that they came out the womb and like was just smiling at them like like they knew them already like it's just insane like I know you guys are thinking babies smell everybody. They don't, okay? They don't. Especially my kids, they don't. Like, these are some deep Aquarius sun kids, okay? They they don't really rock with people like that. So, listen, this was deep. They they didn't even smell in my mom. Like, they don't smell, okay? People who know my kids know, okay? They will vouch. But, listen, nevertheless, that made me so happy because I really wanted You know, like when I was pregnant, it helped me realize that, you know, I I really still miss my brother and my dad. And every milestone I have in my life is a reminder that they're not here with me. They're not here to celebrate my happiness. And that makes me not want to be happy sometimes. And I know that that's not realistic, but I'm being honest with you guys. That's how I feel. Every life milestone is really a reminder that they are no longer here. And that, you know, I am here without them. And it makes me really sad. But also, they wouldn't want me to be sad. They want me to continue continue to live and be happy. So that's what I do. I just continue to be happy and continue to push through. But a lot of times, it's really, really hard. It really is. But I really am trying. But all in all... I am not suicidal or depressed anymore. I do have sad days or sad moments and stressed moments. Because, you know, twin mom, single twin mom, killing it. I mean, I'm not single, but you get what I mean. Because I hate when people be like, oh, but you're in a relationship. Are you really single? Like, I'm not. Like, like these are primarily my kids 24-7, like, with me. Like, like what do you mean? Like, yes. But anyways, um yeah but healing from childhood trauma has been the most wildest journey and honestly me having kids is a constant reminder of the work i i still need to do cuz it's still work that needs to be done this is not an overnight process this is not even a one year process this is a a whole cycle of life like you have to keep pedaling keep pushing through like even when you think you're done with one thing. It's like, you're really not. Let's backtrack. Let's heal from that again. Let's, You know, because that's literally what me being pregnant and having my kids remind me of certain, certain things I was not over. And that's okay. And I was able to accept it. I was able to grow from it. And I'm continuously growing and figuring out how to heal from missing my, you know, my dad and missing my brother, but also, you know, developing a better relationship with my mom is still, you know, a growing process, but I can I can say we are on good terms. I talk to her almost every day. I love my mom so much. She's so strong. She's so amazing. She's so resilient. I don't tell her this enough, and I really do admire her from healing from her addiction because that is very, very hard, and I do owe her an apology in terms of being ashamed that she was proud of healing herself from that. Because I'm sitting here healing, telling explaining how I'm healing myself from depression and suicidal, being suicidal, which is also an illness, but being addicted to drugs is an illness because she dealt with things herself. And I think I was so hard on her because a lot of times we expect our parents to be perfect. We expect our parents to be picture perfect, and that's not even realistic because our parents are human too. Our parents are women slash men slash people before and after enduring and them being parents. And the faster we realize this, the faster we will understand them better. And it took me to having kids to understand this because originally I was just so hard and so critical on her all the time I really was I mean of course there's some things she I you know I'm just like no like you were just completely wrong but some things I'm just like you're wrong but I understand you went through a lot as well because my mom dealt with a lot of childhood trauma herself that she didn't know how to unpack and heal she had my oldest sister when she was only 19 that's still very young. You're still a child, basically. And then she lost my grandma at an early age as well from cancer. Like, my mom dealt with a lot of stuff herself, and it's very hard. So- but all in all, I just wanted to say that I am in a good place with my mom, and I'm really proud of that. We have grown so much throughout the years, and honestly... I hope that our relationship continues to grow and get better with time. I also had to learn how to set up healthy boundaries with her, but also, you know, learning again and accepting that she's also human. She also had her own things she dealt with and in turn to not be so critical and harsh on her. And hopefully my kids aren't so crazily harsh on me as I did to her because that wasn't 100% nice. She was trying to do the best she could with the circumstances she was dealt. She didn't really know what to do with me. I feel like in the black community, they don't really discuss therapy and seeking therapy and providing therapy to children or to people overall. People don't really take therapy seriously. They don't take counseling seriously. They don't, they don't see it as helpful, which again I honestly don't know if it would have been 100% effective with me because, again, now me as an adult, I completely understand that when it comes to therapy, when you go, you still have to put in your own work in terms of healing. Therapy is just uh, a resource to use. However, you still have to work on it without within yourself, within your own time, within your own space. You have to still want it. You still have to want to really heal for it to happen, so... But, yeah, I'm going to stop rambling because I feel like I'm just going on a tangent. But, yes, I really am proud of myself for healing myself from childhood trauma. I truly recommend that you guys do seek therapy if you can afford to. Um, If you can afford to, I would say that again because therapy is not cheap. So, if you cannot afford it... I recommend that you start journaling every day, that you try meditating every day and not getting on your phone in terms of social media. Um, the first hour you wake up, a lot of people don't realize that, but that can really cause issues when it comes to how you feel about yourself. I also recommend that you do not follow anyone that does not align with your lifestyle in your life and make you feel any type of envy or jealousy or make you believe unrealistic expectations when it comes to lifestyle and you know body image and everything else. Um, it all depends on what you're going through. In terms of healing from losing a parent, I don't really have solid advice for that. Um, I just say take it day by day. Journaling will help you. I say, you know, reflect on the good times, you know, listening to music, doing things you love, doing things that, you know, they know um, they would be happy for you to be happy sort of thing. That's what really keeps me going. My best friend Randy got me a ring on my dad's birthday on one. was a ring set. So one ring has my dad's birthday on there. The second ring says always with you and I wear it every day. I never take it off. I'm even <laughs> twisting the ring around right now as we speak so it can be on right, but getting something like that as a memory for them or but I don't really have advice because I feel like you never truly get over it. I know that sounds so harsh. You don't you just learn how to cope and just learn how to deal with it. If I'm being completely honest, I'm just keeping it a buck. But also, I just keep remembering, like, my dad isn't in pain anymore because his last two, three months, he was really in pain. He wasn't happy. He wasn't his best self because my dad used to be so funny, so lively, and he was not anymore. He was just very sick, very ill. But reflecting on that makes me want to take my health seriously. And even reflecting on my aunt having cancer, like, it's just a reminder on why I started my health journey in the first place, why I wanted to become vegan. Side note, veganism is not correlated with health 100%. So let me just remove that narrative. Veganism is not a diet, it is a lifestyle. Just want to slide that in there before anybody be like, She's saying veganism is... No, no. But eating a whole food, plant-based diet is very, very healthy and effective. I will say that. Whole foods, plant-based. Listen, but... <laughs> um. Yeah, just journaling, listening to nice music, just relaxing, spending time with yourself. Um, That's the only thing I can say in terms of dealing with losing a parent or losing a sibling or just losing anyone close to you. Because I never really lost anyone close to me outside of those two things. But I feel like that's still huge, you know? Um, Especially back-to-back. And my brother being, like, murdered, that's very serious, so... I'm so sorry if any of this triggered you. I did give a trigger warning in the beginning, but if it was too much, I do apologize. Um, On my Instagram post, if you wanted to share your story, please share your story in terms of healing, in terms of dealing with childhood trauma and conquering it all. But yeah, guys, I am going to go because I have cried enough on this episode I love you guys so, so much. Thank you so much for supporting me and listening to this. It really, really makes my heart flutter because I'm so happy that you guys love my podcast so much. I always get great reviews and I am beyond thrilled and beyond grateful. I am trying to make it a point to where I'm having a new podcast episode every other week. Um, especially since this topic and the next, the next topic will be kind of heavy. So I didn't want to just keep being depression, suicidal, like <laughs> I didn't want to put too much on you at one time. So, you know, and then we're going to be back to more, you know, healthy things, but you know, you got to have the rain to have the sun. So this was just a, more of a rainy episode, but just know it's sunny at the end guys. I'm happy. I'm actually doing very well in life. When the pandemic first started, I couldn't say this, okay? It was a mess. Um, But I am happy. I am grateful. I am healthy. My kids are healthy. I am in a healthy relationship. And, yeah, I am doing great. Anyways, I'm going to go. Love you guys so much. Bye.